project Taryag, day 21, we're starting with Mitzvah Kuf Chavtarud, and that is not to separate the head of the Chata Sa'if uh, when brought as a carbon. When one brings a bird as a carbon, an Ani who can't afford an animal and is allowed to bring a bird, which is a tar or a yona, a dove or a pigeon, as as carbon, then the way the carbon is brought is it's not shechted with a knife like an animal, Rather, the coin holds it in his hands, and he uses his nail to cut the neck from the back, in other words, and, and sever the spinal cord, and that's called melika. And then the blood is squeezed in the mizbech, and the mitzvah tells us that when the coin does the melika and severs the spinal cord, he's not meant to detach the head from the rest of the body. It says, you shouldn't separate the two from each other. The the way that he'd hold the bird, the Chachidu says the Gemara would be in his hands that between two fingers he'd hold the two legs of the bird, between his other two fingers he'd hold the two wings of the bird, and then he would stretch its neck across the area between his his thumb and his forefinger, and then he would use his nail to do the Malika with which the Gemara says is one of the most difficult avoiders to practice doing in the base of Mikdash. And then once it's done, he would put the blood anywhere on the lower half of the Mizbech. The reason for this mitzvah, so after Chinuch explaining it, we don't always know the reason for Karbanis, and he doesn't have a better reason to give. And therefore he says that since as always you've said, the reason for Karbanis is for us to learn Midrash Tavis and how to use our Seichel from it, and the fact that we have a, something tangible to witness helps us understand it better. If that's the case, he wants to say that the reason for the carbon white was used with Malik in such a way, not with a knife, he says, is because that we're dealing with an Oni, and therefore any unnecessary delay, which we have to hold the Oni in the best of English until he's finished bringing his carbon, will call him to, cause him to lose that on his ability to make a parnasa. And therefore we meant to bring his carbon as quickly as possible. And therefore we don't look for a knife for the shechita. A person can use his fingernail. Also, it doesn't take the extra time it will, it will cost him, so to speak, to turn the bird around and do a shechita from the throat. And that's what throws the melika from the back of the neck, which is an easier position to get to. Also, it's, uh, that is brought to any place in Mizbech, but doesn't have to go up the ramp or to a specific point, which is also more quick for him to do that. And if that's the reason for Malika, so he says the reason why not to separate the head of the bird is because when the bird is, uh, is complete, then it looks more mahudah, it looks more of a sacrifice than it had it been just the body without the head. And therefore, when Ani brings a carbon, we want it to look as impressive as it could in the circumstances because we don't have to do, so to speak, disgrace him more than the fact that he can't already afford a carbon. Besides for that, he has another idea and he says that Klai Israel compared to Tarim and Bnei Yona, compared to Davs and shechting from the neck is to similar for a person that is not meant to be an Amkshay Arif, not meant to be stiff-necked, so to speak, disobedient, and therefore that will be the place where the Bird is shafted from. This mitzvah would apply to the coin who could do avoid it, and only the time when there was a base of Mikdash. The coin 
who was over in this event and separated the head from the rest of the bird is an action and therefore you get Malchus if he was over Bemezid. Mitzvah Kuf Chofei is Shiloh Litten Shemen Zayas Min Chosheite in the Mincha of the Chote, which is a poor person who has, can only afford a flower offering, a Mincha. We don't put oil onto the carbon. says, even though most of the Menachis, most of the flower offerings of Mizbech did have oil. And the reason for the Mitzvah says the Chinuch, because oil is always a sign of greatness, of Hashivas importance. Just like you see, that always rises to the surface whenever mixed with anything else. And therefore, we saw in Shemina Mishra that if a person rises to prominence, whether it's a king or a coin goddle, he's anointed with oil as well. And therefore, we don't want to make the mincha of a sinner something which is chashuv, because the position of a person coming to ask a chilet, having done something wrong, is one of submission, of humility. And therefore, we don't add oil to his carbon. Second reason, says in the Chinuch, and this is a certain level of compassion for the Oni, that Hashem was of him to bring even the minimum that he has, which is flour, we won't have him also to bring oil. Right, because that's something which even the poorest people could afford, is to bring a small amount of flour. And this also will be a reason why we see the next mitzvah, and that is that the minchas chayte, the mincha of the sinner, he doesn't have to add the vayna, which is the incense, which was normally brought together with the carbon mincha. Right, the, the size of the mincha of the ani was one yisarin, which is the smallest share of a mincha, And in any other mincha, which wasn't the mincha of a sinner, then a person besides to bring the amount of flour would also have to bring oil to mix with it or to be microbed together with it. How much oil have to bring would be one amount of oil for per mincha, regardless of how big the mincha is, until 60 isarans, a mincha of 60 portions, one measure of oil would suffice. The Gemara says the reason is because it's shy, it's possible to mix that into the oil, more than that would have to bring two uh, amounts of oil because it would be possible to mix such a big quantity of flour with such a small amount of oil. This mitzvah applies only to the Besamekdash and only to the Kainim who will be bringing the Mincha will be instructed not to mix or not to bring oil with the Mincha of the Chayte. And here also the Chayte, the Kayan, would be amazed mix oil into the Mincha of the Chayte, he would get Malchus. The continuation of this is the possible says which means a person doesn't bring the spice, the incense brought with the mincha, with the carbon of an oni, and the two separate serim. So he'd be high on each one. And here, if the coin, the same thing here, the male coin, who's the and would put the voina incense on the mincha of the amazing, we'll get malchus. And that is for a person who misused Kodesh, he uses it for his own purposes, so he has to pay it back together with an extra fifth. It doesn't make a difference if you're talking about Kodeshim, which are meant to be sacrificed in his bag, or property belonging to the Beis Amigdash, which is called Bede Kabais. It doesn't make a difference if it's Kodeshim Kodeshim, a high-level sacrifice such as Aula, or Kodeshim Kalim, which is like a Shlomim, it's on a lower level. 
in order, or even truma, if a person would eat truma, which was separated, it is now kodesh, it can't be eaten by a normal Jew, only by a coin. He has to pay back what he got Hanoah from, he benefited from or ate, and he has to add a Chaymish as well. Besides for that, he has to bring a carbon for accidentally misusing Kodesh. This is a carbon Asham, a guilt offering as opposed to a Chatos. It's a different kind of animal, an Asham is a male animal. And this is called the Asham of Me'ila. Me'ila means misappropriation of something belonging to Kodesh Baruch, belonging to the base of Mikdash. The reason for the Metis has a to put a certain level of reverence and fear and when it comes to dealing with things belonging to Besa Megdash that a person and won't accidentally misappropriate them and you already explained before that that necessary measure of reverence of Besa Megdash is in order to make its impact or its, its meaning stronger in the eyes of people. Once one person has misused the item belonging to Kodesh, the Shagag, by mistake, then so to speak he's taken it out of being Kodesh, and therefore the second person who would then misuse it wouldn't be high of this carbon. But if the first person was amazing, he knew it was Kodesh and he used it, then that doesn't remove it from the status of being Kodesh, and therefore the second person to use it, if it would be a Shagag, would be high on Me'ela. Same thing, something which the first person didn't change in any way, he just got Hanar from. So, for example, he used the Klisharis, he used one of the vessels of Besamehla to drink from, then the second person could also be Chayav Me'ela. But something where the first person used and in some way changed or took out of being Kodesh, and if that's the case, it's no longer Kodesh, and the second person to use it after him wouldn't be Chayav Me'ela. Me'ela doesn't apply to those parts of the Korban which the Torah allows people to eat, whether it's the parts of the Chatos and the Asham which were given to the Koning to eat, or the parts which are given to every Jew to eat, they are no longer, so to speak, in the category of Me'ila. The way one would bring the Kapara is first you'd have to pay the money, which, or the value of what he used, and then you bring the carbon. He's meant to pay the carry, which is the price of what, what he used in the Kodesh, as well as the Chaymesh, which means a quarter of the value, so that when he adds the value, it becomes a fifth of the total price. And he's meant to do it before bringing the carbon. But the Chaymesh is not Ma'akev, which means as long as the person paid the Karen, he's allowed to bring the carbon and get Kapar. The Chaymesh, the man that he pays back and the Chaymesh all have the status of the Kedusha, which there originally was. And therefore, if a person misuses that and for his own purposes, then you'll have to bring another carbon Me'ila on the, the misappropriation of the new money which has now been dedicated to Hektash. This is where apply both man and to a woman. And if a person is over Beshagig on Me'ila, you have to bring the carbon and the Chaymesh. If a person is over Bemezid, then you'll get Malchus. And you will still be Chayv to pay back the Karen, but not the Chaymesh. It's the Kuf Chavches. That is, if a person is not sure if he was over on an Avera, which would necessitate a Chatos, then Nalach is, he has to bring what's called an Ashram Tolui, which means it's an Ashram, a guilt offering, which is Tolui, which is on the case of doubt, that he might, he might have been Nikshal in a very, which is Nechayv Mechatos. Pasuk says, in the case of a person 
he was over on one of the Averis, which Hashem said not to do. He doesn't know if he's over. Then he's and he has to bring a male animal as the carbon Hashem Tali. The case would be, the Gemara says, the Chinuch explains, if there were two items, one was regular meat and one was chalev, which is punishable by chorus if a person eats it, and the person is not sure which of the two he ate, and he can't find the second one to verify it, and in a case like that of doubt, you'd have to bring this carbon. If he later finds out that he ate the chalev, then you'd have to bring a regular carbon chatos. And if he later finds out that he ate the normal meat, then it would be possible, because he, if it comes out afterwards, then he really didn't do any avarice. The reason for this mitzvah says that the person should be a yerei afraid of doing avarice, and therefore should check all his actions very well to make sure that they're not going to be a source of an avarice for him. And therefore, in a place where a person wasn't cautious enough, and, and because of that, he now has a suffix that maybe he was nishal in something, if that's the case, he has to bring his carbon to be mechapir on his lack of care, on his lack of diligence and checking he's not doing something wrong. And the reason for that, we see that's the reason for the for the carbon, is because if you would later find out he did that very, you would have to bring a second carbon to be mechapir on the actual very that he did. The Shri applies when there's an Issa cover, which means he knows for sure that one of the options was for sure also. If it was a Sophic, maybe there were none of them were Chaylev, then he wouldn't be Chayv to bring a carbon Ashantari. Logic would apply when the Isurim involving a rice. The Gemara says that if a person had relations with a lady and it's a Sophic, if she was properly divorced or not, so that would be a case of Ashantari. Whereas if a person had relations with a lady and it was a Sophic, if she had been engaged by somebody else, betrothed or not, then he wouldn't bring an Ashantari, the reason being the lady who was for sure married is a definite issue here, and the Sophic if it still applies. Whereas a lady who may have been married may not have been married, so there's no definite state state of Isr, in which case there would not be a Khiv of Ashantari. In Tandamesamikdash, it applies both to men and ladies who in this position are not to bring such a carbon. And if a person who was required to bring a carbon ashram tali did not, then they would be mevatel this mitzvah saseh. Mitzvah kuv chavtas, and that is the mitzvah of the carbon ashram vadai. There are a number of chatoim, various which the Torah mentions, that a person needs to bring a carbon ashram, a guilt offering, and the difference to the chatos, this is not a female sheep or goat, which the chatos is, rather it's a male ram, and the Torah also insists on the value of the carbon that has to be a minimum of two coins called slow. Now, which are the chatayim which are machai of a person to bring an asham besides for the halacha we just mentioned of a person who's in doubt if he's chayev, which is called an asham tali. We have five more averus which are machai a carbon asham. The first one is a person who has money in his possession which belongs to another Jew more than a Shavu Prata, whether it's because he stole it or it was given to him for safekeeping or it's money which he borrowed and when the other party claims then you return it and he makes his shvur, he swears that he doesn't owe the other person money 
So besides for the Avera of withholding money from the person it belongs to, he's also over guilty of making a shvur, which is false. Then the Chiva, if he wants to do Chiva for his Avera, is number one to return the money which belongs to the other party, as well as that to add a Chaymash, a fifth, for the Avera of making a false shvur about it. And besides for that, he also has to bring a carbon, which is a carbon ashram. Again, for, as a kapara for the very he did. Rabbi Akivin Sifra says that what makes it more severe is that in the case when a person lends money with Adim, then the lender will be embarrassed to deny the loan because the Adim are witness to the loan. Whereas if a person lends money without Adim and, and as a result the lender denies it, it's showing that he doesn't take into consideration the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was a witness to the loan and he's denying what Hashem obviously knows that he's swearing to falsely. Right, that's the first kind of Hashem. Besides to that, a person who misuses Beisamikdash property, Me'ila, or eats the part of the carbon which is meant to go to Mizbech, so in cases like that there's also a carbon Hashem, besides for the fact that he has to pay back, as we saw, and add a Chomish as well. And that's only the case with the Shagig, as we saw in the midst of Me'ila. As well as that, a Nazir who accepted by himself Nazirus, and one of the rules of Nazirus is not to become Tommy to a mace, and he does become Tommy to a mace. So part of the process to become tar again, so that he's able to restart his Nazirus, is that he has to bring an Asham, it's called the Asham Nazir. As well as that, a Mitzayra, a person who for a number of reasons, was given the punishment in Hashemayim of getting Tzaras. So part of the Tyra process, the purification of becoming of Tzaras, is also that he needs to bring a carbon Asham. Um, obviously in these two cases, not Zerim but there's no difference between whether he was amazing or B'Shegeg. That's the part of the process of becoming Tzara again. And the last case, which Tzara is Mechai of a carbon Asham, is the case of Shifcha Kharufa. Now, to explain a little bit what the din of a shifcha charufa, so there's machlekes in the Gemara. A shifcha is a maid servant, which, which means a non-Jew who was bought by a Jew as a servant. She undergoes a certain amount of gerus conversion. She's not a complete Jew, but she is chayiv in mitzvahs. Some of them, like a lady, would be. And in this half-Jewish status, so she can't be married normally with a kiddushin because that only applies to Jews. And now the halach is, if in this state of a, of a shifcha, so there's in the Gemara, if the case is talking about a case of someone who's half a servant and already half free, which means she had two people who bought her in partnership, one of her owners freed her and one has not yet freed her, and therefore the one who frees her has now made her into a normal free Jewish lady, and the other one who hasn't freed her, so therefore she's still partially considered a maid servant and not a fully-fledged Jew. Or if the case is that the halach is that an Ever Ivri is allowed to marry a Shifcha Knanis, and therefore according to the other opinion of the Gemara, we're referring to a Shifcha Knanis, a non-Jewish servant who has become a partial Jew by being bought as a servant, who's already been married, so to speak, for an Ever Ivri. Then, for a normal Jewish man to have relations with her is Asr, 
but it doesn't have the full severity of an Ashes Ish because she's not a completely fully fledged Jew that Kedushin would have an effect on. And therefore, as a Kapara, it's enough for him to, the man to bring a carbon Asham. That explains the reason why the Torah is more Makal here than by other cases of Arais. He says, because since in the eyes of people she's considered to be a Shifcha, and therefore they don't see the Avera of marriage applying to her the same way it would to a normal person, it's more likely for people to be Nishal with her because they don't see the same severity of the crime. And if that's the case, a carbon is sufficient as a kapara for what they did wrong. That, the carbon only applies to the man. As far as the lady goes, so if she was a willing partner in the Havera, so then she gets Malchus. Because that idea that in his eyes, so to speak, it's not a big Havera, only applies to the man. In her eyes for herself. So she should be more careful of doing Averas if she's, in, in at least as much as a Shifra can be, she's considered to be married. And therefore the Malchus that she gets will only apply if she's a Gedola. Which is so she's responsible for what she does, and if, and if she was Nikshal, she was over Bemezit. Right. The reason for the mitzvah says the Chinuch, referring first to the Ashram which has to be brought for a person who steals and pays back, is because people will have the misconception, and that is that if, even if they steal, as long as at some stage they will eventually repay what they stole, then they have done nothing wrong, and such an attitude would encourage people to steal, because they think in some future unknown date they'll pay back, and therefore the point of bringing an ashram is that a person's committed a sin just by stealing to Hashem, and that's why he has to bring an ashram for a kapara. And the reason for Shifra Kharaf, he just explained, and that is that it replaces the more severe oinish which the Torah normally gives for, for a virus regarding a rice. Like we saw by Me'ila, the return of the money, the Karen, is Ma'akev the Asham, he has to return the money first. He's meant to return the Chomish as well, but the Chomish, if he hasn't yet prepared it back, doesn't prevent him bringing the Asham. The Chi of Carbon applies only to the Besamikdash, both to men and women. In those cases, it would be Shaykh for men and women. And if a person doesn't bring the Carbon Asham, he hasn't got Kapara for the very he did. But, uh, Besides for that, if a person is stolen from somebody else and not returned the money, so of course he's mechuyev also to return what he's stolen. The Chinuch just finishes and he says that if a person uh, injures somebody else and as a result that he's also chayev to the king for the crime that he did, so the one chayev is to his friend to appease him. And besides that, there's a certain chayev to the king, so to speak, that he transgressed the law by doing something bad to someone else. The same here, returning the money is to towards the person he stole from, and the ashram is, so to speak, to make amends to the